Well, hello, listeners. Long time no listen. It's been two weeks. Y'all should probably know by now I'm not consistent. Um, I just haven't thought of anything to do quite yet for the podcast. But I figured I'd record something today. So before I get too into it and forget about it, I'm going to do an intro. <laughs> Hi, how are y'all? My name is Harley Baker, and this is The Never Ending Tangent. The podcast where we pick a subject and then do our best to not stick to it. How are y'all doing today? Doing great. I don't know if you can hear the engine, but right now I'm in a car. I'm sitting waiting for my aunt to get out the doctors. Got a little bored and I was like, you know what? Podcast time. So that's what I'm sitting here doing. Doing a podcast. Do I know what we're talking about yet? (laughs) No. No. But I'm here. Okay. So, how's y'all day been doing? Good. Okay, that's nice. And I'm, I'm proud of y'all. My day's been busy. Doing kids. Ooh, I don't know if y'all know, but I got... Whew, I be helping these kids with their virtual learning. I'm the principal. My niece designated me as the principal. And so have my little brother. So I am the principal of our virtual school. I have my two little brothers who I help. My niece comes over sometimes. And then right now, my two little brothers has their friends over, and I'm helping them with school too. So I got four kids. Well, right now, my mom's got four kids. I'm at the doctor's office with my aunt. But they're on lunch, and so I won't miss much of their first cl- of their next class anyway. So, like, she should be able to handle it. Although they do got math. So, like, pray for her if I'm not back in time because math is a mess. How y'all feel about math? I'm good at math, but, like, I really hate math. Like, I hate doing math. I did my best to, like, skip as many of the, like, as many of the steps of the formula as I could. Like, I did as much of that crap as my head as I could. I just didn't have time for it. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this is too boring. It's not fun. I don't want to do it. I do not want to do this. And I got in trouble. I would get in trouble all the time for not writing all my stuff out. I would get great grades, but I would get in trouble to the point where I had a teacher make me, like, take a test completely by myself in a room by myself with her watching, like, after school or in, like, a free period one day because she didn't believe that I could consistently get the grades I did without doing any of the work. Because I just refuse to, like, write all the steps out like you're supposed to. I mean, you're supposed to, and that proves how you do it right. But, like, I would do, like, the bare minimum that I had to do. So I would, like, write out the problem and then, like, maybe write out some of the numbers that I couldn't keep straight in my head. And then some of those steps. And then that was it. Like, your boy stopped right after that. And I just wouldn't do any more of the formula, like, because at that point I could do it in my head. And I would just scribble down random things that couldn't, like, I couldn't remember in my head. And that way I could read them and remember them and do all that and use the calculator or whatever. Teacher hated me for that. And so she made me do the test because I was one of the only kids who got, like, a perfect score on that test. And it was, like, a hard thing. And... I just hadn't done any of the work, so she was very suspicious of me. I'm sketchy, so honestly, like, I wasn't that sketchy back in 10th grade, though. No, 11th grade. This was 11th grade. I wasn't that sketchy in 11th grade, but you know what? She still probably had her rights, too, because, like, I'm sketchy. So she made me do the test by myself, 
and I ended up making a perfect score again and we never had the issue again because she was like fine you've proven you can do the stuff without it the only thing is if you mess up a problem I'm not going to be able to tell you what you did wrong because you won't have your work and you just won't be able to review it to get better and I was like that's okay get good scrub I just need to know the answer and I'll figure out what I did wrong easy peasy and if it's that hard I'll just write it out then for you and we'll figure out why I can't get it which is what we did and I think only once or twice we had to get to that point but basically I could figure it out myself more of the story is I'm really good at math I just hate doing it it was my least favorite subject you could not force me to do no like math homework it was the devil math in high school was the devil like the devil did not like it on the opposite spectrum though I was that kid who like flew through all reading classes like I was good at math I just didn't like it whereas in like reading language arts writing anything in that field your boy was a dream in like I was great I remember <laughs> 11th grade I'm exposed this is an exposing Harley podcast apparently in 11th grade I <laughs> did a project I did a re- like a research thing like a baby research paper where we only had to use like one source because it was like introducing us to the ideas of all this we had to do like it was one or two sources two articles we had to use and they were provided to us and the ones I had was related to like bats or something and so I did that (laughs) we had like three or four days to do it I did it during homeroom that morning and a little bit during lunch and I had this lady fourth block so like and I had first wave so I would do lunch and then come to her class so yeah I did it during homeroom and during lunch and maybe some in like free time in my other classes but basically I did it in no time flat and (laughs) I made a perfect score not only did I make a perfect score I she kept the the paper that I like did it on that I wrote it out on and she posted that on her little like uh, what is a pin board thing like you know how they had those like they had the thing and they would decorate or whatever well she showed me off on hers for like a month because she was like this student did so well they grasped the information they did a great job at sourcing it they like use their source properly yada 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 and I was like look at me killing it that kind of inflated my ego for a while as you can tell I'm still bragging about it to this day when like pro tip kids if you're listening that's not what you should do you should most definitely like spend as much time as you can and really like refine and hone your papers but 11th grade harley was a mess current harley still a mess but 11th grade harley was a mess so that's what i did then later on in that same class I ended up, this woman, like, I loved her. She was a mess, but I kind of loved her. A mess, but I loved her. Um, She would give whoever got the highest score on, like, the end of quarter exams or the finals. They got, like, a little basket and, like, a cupcake or whatever. Um, This was, like, before Rona times, obviously. So, like, 
giving stuff like that didn't seem super unsanitary. Now it's kind of sketchy. But <laughs> on her first quarter exam, I came in third place. Second quarter exam, our finals for the semester, because we only had her for a semester. I passed it with the highest score in not only her class, but the grade. Out of all the like people she taught, I had the highest score in like... For that one brief moment, I was the it, bitch. Like, I felt... Anybody who went to school with me and, like, knew me at that time, like, y'all know I didn't have much confidence. It's only recently been building, but, like, I was that bitch. Like, you could not touch me for, like, a week because I got the perfect score in that. I was everything. Like, I was absolutely that person like who I got the part yes I did because I was really shocked because I kind of felt bad like I wasn't ready because everybody who took the test before me was like oh this sucker is brutal this sucker is brutal and it was kind of a brutal exam anybody else who took Miss Camillary's 11th grade uh what was it 2015 uh no probably would have been 2014 2014 2015 whatever 11th grade EQT if y'all remember that it was brutal I remember, like, only a few people really made high grades. It was mostly, like, Bs, Cs. It was rough. I felt so proud that I got that. And she gave me a cupcake the next semester when we came back from Christmas break. I got a cupcake and I got a little basket and some, like, a notepad and stuff. Actually, I just recently got rid of the basket that all the little goodies she gave me came in just recently (laughs) so that's cute like within the past couple months and that's only because it finally just gave up and broke but yeah like I felt so good and yes I know I'm conceited because I've been talking for the past 10 minutes about me being so smart but like let me have my little achievements I don't have many of them let me have them I felt really happy about that what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, best of luck for my brothers doing, like, the math class. And I think one's doing reading. And then another's doing, like, PE, maybe. Which is, like, virtual PE classes are kind of extra. Because I assumed it was, like, yeah, you have to, like, record yourself doing some exercises. Or do a documentation of your exercises. Which they do do, like, a fitness journal. But it's basically become a whole health class. And, like, they do more work than some of the other courses do. It's kind of wild. Like, it blows my mind just how much work they do. Um, blows my mind how much work they do. For, like, a PE class. Like, it's a PE class. But they kind of essentially turn it into a health class. My brother, my one brother even has a health class that they don't do as much work in. It's funny. Um. But yeah, like it it's just kind of weird how that worked out. How that all kind of shook down. Sorry y'all, my mom texted me so I had to reply back. She checking with me um to see how we doing. What's going on? What's crackalacking? Um but 
that was cute. Okay, um, sorry. Long silences aren't good for podcast, Harley. Get your crap together. Truck, be quiet. Thank you. But yeah, so they are doing school. Best of luck to them. Let's all hope they had a lovely, healthy, happy lunch. And then they get their good school school going on. What else can we talk about? I don't know why I didn't talk about this last podcast. Because, like, right now it's kind of like... the I, I did skirt around the issue. But right now, like, it's the big thing. Like, the big show is because, like, Korra and Avatar came back on Netflix. Like, they're the it shows. And I'm so glad they're getting the recognition they deserve. I'm finally... I actually never... I knew what happened, but I never watched season four of Korra. Or season three. And like, oh my god, season three of Korra is kind of amazing. Like, it's a mess a little bit, but like, in good ways. And I love, like, I love it. I love the parallels of the villains. I like, like, the motivations. Minghua, I'm pretty sure her name is. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, Minghua. Bitch is, like, one of the best waterbenders. Like, spoilers, yes. Yeah, spoilers right now. But bitch is one of the best waterbenders. And she ain't got no arms. She just throws some shoulder into it. She like, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. I'm a spider. I'm climbing up these walls. I'm throwing water tendrils around. Like, what's up? How is you doing? Um. So, yeah, like, she she bad bitch. She's kind of great. And then, like, Gazan Hoas is, like, the introduction we have to lava bending, which is amazing. Like, love that. Like, they were like, oh, metal bending? No, we figured that out. Lava bending. Master Roku, who? Lava bending. Master, why do I say Master Roku? I mean, technically, yeah. But more like Avatar Roku, who? Lava bending. Wait, mom, take me back one minute. Um, but lava bending's kind of lit, and then like y'all, my baby Bolin, y'all, y'all know I'm a mess. Like fictional character, we all did it. We all have like a fictional character we crushed on. Bolin was a fictional character, one of the fictional characters I crushed on, and this show specifically, he was the one I crushed on. He cute, he's stupid, but he's cute and he means well. And you know what? Sometimes that's just enough. That's what we need. And he was perfect. He's flawless. Flawless in every way. Um, we're truly blessed with, with Bolin. Mako's nice. I like Mako. What's his name? Uh, Milo. Milo gets too much hate. The little kid. The little goofy kid. Like, I get it. People don't like him because, like, we're older now. So, like, fart jokes are dumb. But, like, he gets more hate than he should. I love that little bald dummy. I love him. He cute. Iggy deserves more love. Her and Blueberry Spicehead deserves more love. Janora's the baddest bitch and I'm glad people know she's the baddest bitch. Because she's like, I ho-ass can astral project just casually. It don't even have to be in a good like spiritual spot. I can just do that just because I want to. Like I'm bored so I'm going to do it. We love her. And then she gets her tattoos and she's the flies. And I should say right now, again, I ain't watching it. I'm currently, probably tonight, I'm going to finish watching it. Because I just finished season three. We're doing season four now. 
me and Tyler are watching it, and whew, she got her tattoos. She's styling, she profiling. It's great. Poor Cora, she like in a rough spot right now, but like I know how it all turns out, so it's fine. Um, and for all y'all shocked at the end, like major spoilers for the final, but like all y'all shocked that they made like Cora and Asami end up together in the end. Y'all crazy. Did y'all not see like back in that time you couldn't really do like the gay shit and so like just them having a kiss in the end was big but like their relationship is better than like Mako and hers is with either of them girls they have more screen time and like chemistry and y'all really shook that they're both bicons and ended up together y'all crazy and also like Mako's gonna end up with a prince anyway. I feel it in my bone. He should anyway. He should. He should have. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about bicons. Cora and Asami. Also, a lot of times Asami kicks more ass than even like almost as much as Cora sometimes. And Cora's the avatar. All Asami has is like some great gymnastics training and a shocky glove. Yeah, she a bad like she a baddie. Shorty a little baddie. Bowling is my boo thing. Uh, but Asami... Yes, Asami really crushes it a lot of the time. Like, people sleep on Asami. I guess because she's the non-bender, people, like, people kind of, like, shat on Sokka for it. So this series, they were like, no, we got to make sure they know the non-benders are lit. And she is. Like, Asami's really lit. But yeah, this show's lit. I love it. I love Pili being tall girlfriend for... Or Pili being tall girlfriend for uh, Zaheer. Like, he's tall, but she's like a goddess of a woman. Honestly, they're kind of some of the best villains in all of Avatar. Besides probably Zuko and Azula. They're probably some of the best villains because like... In the short period of time you get, like, you kind of feel like you kind of, like, vibe with them a little bit when they show their more human side. And they're kind of, like, goofy doofies, too. So, like, you kind of, like, vibe with their comedy and stuff. But it's not so much that it seems forced. It's just like, oh, this is just, like, their genuine friends who just also happen to, like, all share a goal of, like, anarchist chaos. Like, just so happens. And that's okay. Like, friend groups need hobbies. You know, like, personally, my friend group does, like, cosplay. I mean, we do cosplay demons. But we do cosplay together. But if, like, overthrowing all the world governments, like, sucking the wind out of, like, the Earth Queen's chest, and then, like, killing the Avatar, if all that is what y'all do for group bonding, you know what? Friends are hard to get. Stick with the ones, you know, that are true. Like, true friends. Stick with the friends who, like went to prison with you and you all got put in like super high tech like solitary confinement prisons by yourselves and y'all still come out like nothing ever happened y'all's friendship pick up like that's true friendship goals right there like I don't know who y'all stunting on but those friendship goals be popping (laughs) I don't think the show intended for me to like call them friendship goals but they kind of are 
they're all crazy, but like, they're crazy, but you like it. And they're a lot stronger than a lot of the other villains. Uh, Tarlock kind of gets a lot of shit, but like, his fault is like, he's hyper realistic. Like, that's just a monster politician. If anything, the, the, the most unbelievable part about him is the fact that he has such a quick turnaround where he feels bad for what he did. And that's only really because he got caught and that, like, slapped some sense into him. But, like, he's literally, like, corrupt politician. Like, that is, no, he deserves better. I was about to call him Mitch McConnell, but he deserves better. I would only punch him a little in the face. Mitch McConnell, I would go off on. That's right. Public enemy number one of this podcast is Mitch McConnell. Uh, <laughs> I'll fuck you up, Mitchie boy. Turtle ass looking motherfucker. Sorry. Politics aside. Tarlock is just like a crazy, crazy politician that like wants too much power. They're, they do like over like step a little bit of like the he's almost like in some scenes like the evil monopoly man like he has that vibe but it's also really realistic in a lot of the things he does and like the way he manipulates people like we see that happening every day all over the world and then like Amon with his whole I'm going to Pray on the insecurities and the fears of non-benders to cause a revolution. Like, that's also like people take advantage of people's genuine fear of things and ups and their upset feelings, and cause evil. Like, we see it all the time. So that's believable, and I really liked him as a villain. He, by himself, he's probably until I fully watch Kuvira season, I can't comment on her. But out of the three seasons so far, he's probably, like, the strongest single-handed villain. Because, like, you can see how that works. Like, it's plausible that he preyed on the people's fear like that. And it's scary that, like, it could come to that point. It's really scary. Especially in, like, current times of, like, racial and political tensions. Like, it's kind of spooky. Um... But that's kind of getting heavy, so we ain't going to talk about... I'm going to try not to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this lovely show. um, That just so happens to have a lot of, like... Rebellion going on. Like, literally every season has a revolution. Or is dealing with the fallout of a revolution. But I really like Amon, too. Unalog's probably my least favorite, because he's, like full just like maniacal evil just to be maniacal evil and there's like I don't know I can't really like Zaheer has moments where it's like you're just kind of bonkers but at least there's some manifesto that seems vibey like you can like see how like it rationally gets to but Unalak is just ape shit crazy to be ape shit crazy and I mean it works but like I just don't I, I'm not a huge fan of Unalak as a as a villain uh, Vatu's a good villain because he's literally the personification of evil. So him being apeshit evil kind of makes sense. But that whole, 
season two is kind of wild. Season three reels it back in, but season two is kind of wild. It does introduce Eska and Desna, which is, like, so good. They're, like, so stupid, but so good. I love them. And I also love how they were, like, built up as these amazing waterbenders. And even, like, Korra and all of them have difficulty fighting them. And then Mingkwa, just to come back to how bad of a bitch she is, kicks their asses by herself. Mind you, they're all in their element because they're in an icy area. But, like, they're double-teaming her. And she hasn't been able like, mind you, these people have been in prison for, like, 14 years, 13, 14 years. So they haven't, like, practiced. They're, like, in their minds, they have that resolved. But, like, they've been chained so they can't really move much. Also, if they would have chained Zaheer like they chained the other benders. But I guess he wasn't bender, so they didn't think about it. But that's on them. Chain that bitch up, too. But... They didn't really get to practice. And, but Minkwa's kind of a bad bitch. Because she took out like Deska and Desna and Eska. Who have been like shown to be crazy powerful benders. Like amazingly powerful benders. Easily kind of like. And yeah I know that's just like power like nerfing them. But it shows how much of a threat she is. And she is. She's a genuine ass threat. The only reason Mako like beat her, honestly, is with that he just got so lucky to like think to shock her while she was in the water, which like any firebender who could do that could have thought of. And like snuck her with it, especially since her like appendages are water. But like she was thoroughly kicking his ass before that. Minghua's great. I love Minghua. And then let's speaking of bad bitches of this show, the Beifongs. The beauty that is all of the Beifongs. All of Sue's family, Lynn, Sue herself, Toph being that bitch. I love all of them. But Aside from Toph, I'm torn on who's my next favorite Beifong. Because, like, Lin is that bad bitch. But Sue, I just kind of like her vibe. I like her, like, just design in general more. And I just like her whole vibe. I love the whole, like, uh... I'm not even gonna... I, off the top of my name, I'm not gonna, like, butcher her metal city's name. But I love that whole vibe. And then I love, like, the fact that she brings a fluidity, like, headcanon that her dad's Sokka. Um, and, like, she learned waterbending from Katara. Like, waterbending techniques. Kind of like uh, how Iroh used waterbending techniques to do um, lightning bending or lightning reversion. Redirecting, that's the word. Because, uh, like... They literally use metal as if it's a liquid. And it's kind of beautiful with their dancing. I wish they, like, showed that, honestly. Because that's really pretty. Like, I wish there could have been, like, a full, like, moment of peace where they showed that. Other than, like, that one instance. 
but it's really cool like it's just a really unique thing so i don't know i think i'm kind of like torn on suyin being my favorite of the beifong family um i heard the twins get a lot more i think or gets at least some more usage in the next season so let's see if they shift it up we'll see um not entirely sure but we'll see it makes sense because of the how Kavira is connected to the Bayfongs and all that that she would in some way play into them um, if not that's fine Opal's cool Opal's really cool and she makes a good girlfriend for Bolin but um, as Bolin's true husband I feel salty you know like I'm right here Bolin you're really rubbing it in my face stop that um I I forgave Ginger because that was for like publicity reasons and then like Eska would murder me so like while that's hot that's not the vibe we're going for right now so I was like cool you can do that but Opal, like, now you're just rude. Like, at least invite me or, like, run it by me. Like, I would have been fine with it. But no. But, yeah, Opal's Ike. And then the one edgy brother with the, like, Skrillex haircut. I, I'm almost entirely sure that's what they were going for. Like, he's the, the like, angsty, artsy one with half his head shaved. And the other's crazy long, like that's a that's a twenty fourteen vibe if I've ever seen one. Actually it was probably dated by then. That's more like 2010, 2012. Dear God, 2012. <sighs> I think the best things about those years was that we got consistent Rihanna content. Other than that, kinda like sketchy sketchy years in the sense of like oof lot lots of cringy stuff going on lots of cringe especially in the concept of internet culture i see some old memes that used to make me roll back in the day and now i'm like how far we have come but also in some ways like memes and humor have like developed but also i can see like a trash can like i i could see a video of a trash can and it just sits there for like half the video for like 30 seconds and then if that trash can was to just fall over out of nowhere I would bust out laughing I would roll I would roll on the floor laughing that would be amazing humor to me uh (laughs) so like I guess maybe it's just the stupid things I laugh at have changed Sorry, I keep on in my head imagining that trash can fall over and I'm trying to fight not laughing about it because it is really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. I don't know why. I just want to be like, <laughs> same. Me too, trash can. I relate too much to that trash can falling over. Oh, but to be a hypothetical trash can falling over just to be laughed at. In the end, aren't we all just hypothetical trash cans? 
words to make it. This podcast is really a thinker. We really sit down and make people think. Okay, thinking's over. I'm bored now. Let's see. Spooky season. Spooky season's coming. Spooky season is like here. Christmas decorations are already out. And I'm like, sir, I haven't even seen a turkey yet. Why do you have Christmas decorations? Go away. Get out of here. Santa Claus must be stopped. American Dad has it right when, like, Santa Claus is the villain. Because he's just trying to take over everything. And must be stopped. Halloween's chilling. What's y'all, some of y'all's favorite, like, Halloween movies? Like, if y'all know me, y'all can message me or, like, whatever. Mine, like, because we all got them nostalgic. Because, like, there's, like, the scary Halloween movies. And really the only super scary movies I like that I, like, repeatedly watch or, like... Uh, the Jason movie, so Friday the 13th, um, especially the original, it's amazing. Scream, because, like, believe it or not, my dumbass would, like, I don't know why, and I think it's mainly specifically Ghostface from Dead by Daylight, but he's hot. I should speak to my therapist about that. (laughs) But the Scream movies are good. Scary movie, like, the movie Scary Movie, although it's, like, trashy and not really scary, (laughs) they're great. Uh, Michael Myers is probably, like, the Halloween movies are probably the best. Jeepers Creepers and Nightmare Before... Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare on Elm Street and, like, Chucky, uh, Leprechaun, stuff like that are all amazing. The I think my favorite horror movie right now is probably the 20... What was it? 18, 2018 Halloween remake? That movie's amazing. I really hope they make more because that, like, in that vein, because that movie is absolutely amazing because it's both great as a narrative story, but also works on every level as a horror movie. And really, like, I like how they, like, truly played into the dynamic of, like, the impact Michael had on Lori's entire life. And that's realistic. Like, I love that concept about it. I like how they kind of trickled in some of the, like, possibility that it's, like, supernatural. Because, like, just the mere, like... Because, like, he's just a... Like a like a figure of evil. Like, just his mere mask, like, makes dogs bark and makes, like, the other patients go mad. But there really wasn't anything, like, supernatural about him other than his endurance, like, that they directly showed in the film. I liked that. Tiptoeing around it. And I haven't really watched, like, crazy Superman. Like, I haven't watched, like, oh, Get Out was a good scary movie, if you consider it. Although it's more of, like, a psychological horror. And I think I do kind of like those tend to be, but they make me fucking paranoid. Psychological horrors make me paranoid. The Exorcist is amazing, too. That just needs to be stated. That movie still kind of holds up to this day. And it's wild that it does. Uh, But yeah. Michael Myers. The new Halloween movie is amazing. It's probably my favorite scary movie currently. The only movie. If we're talking true scary movie though. A movie that shoots fear. In the hearts of all who have watched it. And it's fitting because we went for Michael Myers. And now we're going to talk about Mike Myers. Cat in the Hat live action movie. That movie. 
has probably sent more than a fair share amount of kids to therapy. Like, that movie was bonkers. Whoever released that probably, like, lost a bet, was blackmailed, or on something, or some combination of the three. That entire movie is apeshit in the best way. <laughs> like, whoever was like, this movie is okay, is not okay. Like, that movie's wild. Um, but what other Hollywood movies? You have to talk about Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is amazing. I love Hocus Pocus. You watch it every year. Your Halloween Towns. If you ain't watched Halloween Town, go watch them. Watch one, two. I talked about it last podcast, I think. Watch one, two, and three. You can skip four. It's all right, but they replaced Marnie, and so I'm not okay with it. The actress did good at it, but I didn't like that they replaced Marnie. Um... What other Halloween movies? You got your, like, TV shows, the Halloween specials, and there's some pretty good Halloween specials. The Billy and Mandy Halloween specials were all really good. Um, you got your Hocus Pocus. You got Twitches. Twitches is a bop. I just watched a Cinderella story the other day, and they do, like, a masquerade, and so it's technically a Halloween movie because it's set in a Halloween era. If uh, Die Hard counts as a Christmas movie because it happens during Christmas, then a Cinderella story is a Halloween movie. Fight me on it. Like, literally fight me on it. Time and place. Let's do this. Let's go. Rock, paper, scissor battle. Let's do it. Um, and then, of course, the pinnacle of, like, cheesy, very dated, kids, animated, family-friendly, cartoon, spooktaculars has to be... Scary Godmother. Scary Godmother is probably the best. That movie's so dated. But both Scary Godmothers are amazing. But the first one just slaps so good. It's so ugly. And it slaps so good. It's such an amazing... Uh, it's such an amazing movie. And I don't... I need to watch it this year. I ain't watched it yet. And that's sad. That's a tragedy. We still have... It's only the fifth. Uh, so I have plenty of time. Oh yeah, Nightmare... Before Christmas, I almost said it. But yeah, it's a really good one. Um, Even though Tim Burton's problematic and like sketchy. His movies are pretty good. He's sketchy. Like Tarantino. But Scary Godmother's amazing. I love it very much. We love... We love it. It's, I think about that movie. That movie lives rent-free in my head. I think about that movie way more than anybody should think about. A early 2000s animated CGI made for a tv film and like i love that there's such a strong fan base for it i love that the people who have watched it are like i would fist fight anybody who said bad words about this movie like i'm so glad that's how die hard it is like i think scary godmother fans are probably the only people who fear me more who i fear more than uh Star Wars fans and their rabbitness for this film. Like, y'all don't think so, but, like, y'all start shit with a scary godmother fan and they'll cut you. They will cut you. Hocus Pocus fans, too. Halloween movie fans in general will wreck your shit if you mess with their favorite Halloween movie. Really, the only, like, thing I think that, like, one-ups that and, like, frenzy, like... 
Speaking of Halloween movies, the only thing that, like, matches that in the frenzy of, like, how dedicated people get into it is stuff like Star Wars. And then, specifically, Voltron clane shippers are terrifying, but I think the scariest force in the fandom universe, because I'm talking about that for some reason in this car at 12, 16 p.m. on October 5th of this lovely Monday morning. The next scariest thing probably has to be Homestuck fans, and that's all I'm going to say because I will get cursed. There's been a resurgence about it, and I hate it. We need to stop. Once and for all, Homestuck must be stopped. Um... It's too strong. I can't leave this podcast on Homestuck. I have to come up with something else to talk about. Bees? I'll talk about bees. Something I've learned about recently. We were robbed of moo blooms in Minecraft. There was a, a vote. And we could get some ice fuckers. Glow squids. Or moo blooms in Minecraft and there was a vote on it and they're adding in the fucking glow squids which don't even add anything into it like they don't do anything they just glow you can't even use the glow for light because it's not outward light if I have learned correctly we could have had flower cows we could have had flower cows and we were robbed we were robbed of flower cows and I will not forgive anybody and I'm not even a huge Minecraft fan but I'm a cow fan and I'm a flower fan and apparently they interacted with bees and I love bees ah I'm so angry I don't know why this makes me so angry but I'm so angry that we didn't get the flower cows moo blooms are what we deserved in 2020 speaking of 2020 and like we all know 2020 has been a crazy ass year but like not to get too in detail and like say nothing but October has been pulling in more work than the rest of 2020 has and has given me hope knock on wood not that I have it to knock on I'll knock on this like fake wood knock on that and I'll knock on this little air freshener tree it's shaped like a tree it, it'll work for today knock on all that It stays that way, but October 5th, five days in, and we've, October's doing work. We love, like, we love it. We love to see it. I think that's a better note. The hopefulness that October stays really nice and helpful. Ooh, when I get home, I can eat chicken alfredo. Oh, that chicken alfredo was so good. Y'all, if y'all could have ate some of that chicken alfredo, make you slap your mama. It was so good. But let's just hope we stay. I hope October 2020 stays as good as that chicken alfredo tasted. Because if so, then we're golden, pony boy. Maybe this is like... This is the eye of the storm and 2020 is like... <laughs> just you wait. You still got the November election and then December for me to be real ape shit. I'm going to give y'all a break just to leave y'all in a false sense of security. That's what's happening. But 2020 has been 
2020's been a mess. October 2020's kind of saved it for me. We love October 2020. What else? No, I think that's about as good. I think I talked about Cora for 20 minutes and then I talked about spooky stuff and I talked about myself for 10 minutes. I think I think I've done enough harm to your mental health. And if if I end up traumatizing you and you have to talk to your own therapist, tell them that I said you're welcome. I made them money. I gave them content for y'all's next session. Free of charge. I don't know where that came from. But. Yeah, I think Chicken Alfredo and the moon is what we're going to end on. I think that's what it was. That's what blessed 2020 was. We What blessed October was we got that full moon on the first day and we'll get a full moon on the last day. And those two moons like block the negative energy from like fucking with 2020 October. And so it was like it blocked the 2020 energy from entering October. So we're going to vibe for a month. We got 26 more days of vibing. So like. Savor them while you can. Because I have a feeling 2020 ain't thrown us its worst yet. I truly do. Um, So let's savor in the beauty that is Chicken Alfredo and the moon. And I guess tangent over This book may be never ending, but every week's another chapter. Or like every two weeks, depending on when I post an episode, is another chapter. And I think this one's done. Um, So I hope you all have an amazing day, an amazing week, an amazing month. Hopefully we can somehow swing this year around and we have an amazing year. I hope all that comes true. I love all y'all. Thank y'all for listening. To the 19 people who have listened to this podcast, that's 19 more people than I thought. Like, And I'm one of those 19. I didn't even think I would listen to it, but I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I do want to shout out real quick before I go. Rude of me. I want to shout out on Spotify, iTunes, on all that. You can find this podcast, The NeverEnding Tangent, but you can also find The James and Johnny Show. I really hope that's what it's called. Yes, the James and Johnny show, which I guessed it on last week. And we talked about Avatar, so it kind of works. It would have been great if I had them here, if I was any good at planning. But go check them out. I had a really fun time hanging out with them. I'm the third episode, I think. In the description, it tells you which one I'm on. We talk about the Avatar, so it's that one. But they also have one about... Star Wars, that's really funny. And then like an introductory podcast. And I've listened to them and they come out every week and they're hilarious. So y'all go, y'all go check them out. Also, Reba McIntyre has a podcast. Sorry, y'all. My mom called me to check on us and she's getting lunch for the kids from school. Uh, Bless that school program. Uh, So sorry for the extreme cut, but Reba McIntyre has a podcast now and she does it with... Uh, Melissa Joan Hart, not Melissa Joan Hart. Why did I say Melissa Joan Hart? Melissa Peterson. 
Melissa Peterson, I think she also has another last name because she got married, but Melissa Peterson, and if y'all don't know her, she was um, from the hit reality television show, The Spelling Bee, or The Sanging Bee, which was like sanging karaoke, but like also in a like a, like a fill in the blank format. Or like, she's also known for being Barbara Jean and Reba's TV show, Reba. Y'all should watch that if y'all don't have it. I own it all on DVD. It's great. But y'all should go listen to that, especially because she has an episode with Dolly Parton. It was her second episode, and it's beautiful. She has one with Leslie Jordan, uh, Lauren Elena. uh, Ah, what's her name? Jane Fonda. But the most important one's Dolly Parton. That one's important. Y'all heard last episode, I love Dolly Parton. Sorry, I like got tangent. It's on Spotify, but it's also on Apple. Y'all should go listen to that one. But, sorry, sorry, James and Johnny. I got excited by Dolly Parton. I randomly thought about it. But y'all should go listen to the Dolly, to the Dolly. Dolly Parton release a podcast. Please do, I would die. Uh, go listen to Reba's podcast, which is uh, learning and loving, type in Reba, you'll find it. Like, type in Reba podcast, you'll find it. Uh, it's amazing. But go listen to James and Johnny's podcast because that shit was so much fun. We did it impromptu, but they were really professional. Uh, they did their best to keep me on target, and I hope I made something, like, salvageable for them. Um, I still need to listen to that one, but... I really do hope they enjoyed me as much as I enjoyed them on their podcast. They're amazing. Uh, And I hope y'all go like show them any kind of love y'all show me. Because they're my friends and they're really cool. So y'all go do that. So yeah. I did my little promotion. That's it. I'm a professional podcaster. I'm good at this. So like I said. Another chapter in this never-ending tangent, never-ending story reference right there. (laughs) Another chapter in this book's closed. Next week, we'll talk about who knows what. Hopefully, I'll get a guest on. I'm working on it. I just got to figure some stuff out, like how to record and hear the audio and all that good stuff. Why am I talking like Kermit? Kermit the Frog here. Miss Piggy. Okay, Sorry. Hopefully I get all that together. We'll see. If not, you'll have another impromptu crazy podcast like this. But I hope y'all enjoy this. I hope y'all enjoyed that one. And yeah, y'all have an amazing day. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Harley says deuces. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and like it and leave a review if there's like a review function on there. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Honestly, make your enemies sit through listening to me. That's that's it. That's what y'all do. Yeah, that's what y'all that's what y'all do. Bye.